So if you fart, can you hear it in the mic? Surprisingly, it has to be pretty hardcore. Okay. <laughs> like, that's why, and dude, absolutely, like, we are like, are frantically trying to push the thing into our assholes. Because I'm like, it's not going to get it! Tickling my lips. <laughs> Does it remind you of Keith? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I knew it felt familiar. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. So I just do my little intro at the top, and then I introduce you. Okay. Uh, Howard, is that is that your last name? Yes. Okay. So I didn't know. Do you have multiple last no. names? No. No, there's no like. My dad is Howard. My mom is. Bah, bah, bah. That's like a whole thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I was born into a different name. My name's been changed actually three times. What? Yeah. I was born with my dad's last name, uh-huh. but it was hyphenated. So it was McKay Howard. And then my mom got married to a Johnson. So then mm. I was Sadie Johnson. And then I got changed after they got divorced to Howard. Oh, I see. So like when people ask if like on paperwork, on official paperwork, like, have you ever been known by another name? Like I have to show them the documentation. It's like a whole thing. That's annoying as fuck. Yes. But soon it'll be savage and we won't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I heard Keith in the driveway. And I was like, oh, I think I hear a savage. <laughs> and Layla was like, what? I was like, oh, Ollie's dad. <laughs> oh, I love that you guys call him Ollie. Well, yeah. We call Oliver. No. Yeah, he's, he's an, an Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> he's an Oliver. You think so? Yes. Okay. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Chris and Podcast. Um, obviously, the the goal of this show is to share individuals' stories that I think will help listeners uh, feel not so alone in the things that they're going through or have been through and to convey sincerity. And I sincerely love the bejesus out of today's guest, Sadie Hansen. <laughs> right? Peterson. Close. Sorry. Close. <laughs> Sadie Howard. <laughs> Peterson. <laughs> Not even close. I was trying to think today of how we've known each other, what, like five or six years? Yeah. Which Something is like weird that. to think of. Because I was like, you, did you guys show up at my 30th birthday party? Yes. It was your surprise birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like just met Keith, I feel like. Oh, really? Because I feel like him and I have been together for six years. Okay. So, yeah. Wait, I'm only 34. I'll be, I guess I'll be 35 in not too long, so. Okay, so almost five years. Almost five years. Interesting. But yeah. It's it's That's a it, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time goes by so fast. I know. At first, like it's funny because like Keith and I would go like these long spans of time where we wouldn't see each other. Yeah. And then when we would 
meet back up, it was like we were constantly trying to figure out how to hang out more. Mm-hmm. Or at least I was <laughs> trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, when he started talking about you, because I never met the other lady. Good. And I was like. Good. <laughs> I don't know why I don't feel like meeting them. Yeah. But sometimes it just happens and I'm like, I don't, I think I'm okay. And then I'll find out later. Oh, of course. So when I heard about you, though, I was like, well, when the fuck is she coming over? Yes. We need to hang. Um, so tell me, where, what town did you grow up in? Um, so that's like a loaded question in itself. Is <laughs> it really? Kind of. Coming I don't know. in hot? Coming in a little hot. So I was born in St. Cloud. Okay. And I moved around a lot in St. Cloud. So I went to like many different elementary schools. And then I went to Foley. Okay. And then to Sock Rapids. And then I moved up north to Chisholm, Minnesota. Really? So up on the range. Do you remember being up there? Oh, yeah. I graduated from there. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, wow. Just had my 10-year class reunion, actually. Oh, like last weekend. Yeah. Wow. Craziness. Do they so, all have the black lung? <laughs> just about. <laughs> just about. It's just a whole nother breed up there. <laughs> Love them, but it's a whole different ball game. So up that's, there. that's wild. So do you mind diving into like why yeah let's just get right into it because it's like a whole it's like a whole thing so oh gosh where do I even begin so I grew up with my mom she was a single mom it was me and my two younger siblings who grew up with her my older sister grew up with her dad okay so we all have different dads really yes it's okay to have your judgments. Uh, my siblings already have like it's, but it's like a whole thing. Like why? Why would there be judge? The thing. The reason- I mean, I've judged it myself. You know, because that's like one thing that is super important to me now. Now that I have kids, I'm like, oh. that's my one thing is that I want to make sure my kids all have the same dad. <laughs> Just because like it's been such like a weird. Yeah. Oh, well, I think the re- like the reason because it equates to stability right. most of the time. Oh, absolutely. So I, that makes sense. Yeah. So I like, guess nothing, nothing like, unless you're a racist, not a whole lot really like <laughs> makes me go, are you serious? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is kind of interesting though. Cause like, I don't know. I don't see that a whole lot where siblings all have different dads. Like it's kind of, I mean, and there's four of us. So I've met a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, good to, this is why I'm here, Chris, yes. <laughs> to not feel so alone. Exactly. This is perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so she moved around a lot and. <gasps> hi, buddy. Do you want to say hi to the guests? Okay. Yeah. Or the audience? Yeah. Say hi. Say hi right here. Hi. <laughs> Isn't that sound adorable? This is Oliver. Uh, That's Chris? Yeah. Uh. Oh, because the headphones? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Here, what's wrong with my brain? Can I ask a question? <laughs> yeah. So when you say it was your your young, so your two younger siblings. Mm-hmm. So were, do you remember your parents not being, like, did they get divorced or was it? That they never married. No. 
Um, so my mom and dad were never married. Okay. My dad was quite young and they just went their separate ways before I was born. Okay. Okay. And then my little sister was born when I was three. Okay. And her dad and my mom got married. Oh. So he adopted me. So he was technically my dad. Wow. But so wait, did you win? Oh, I didn't. I'm getting ahead of myself. That's okay. (laughs) I know there's a lot of like little side pieces to my story. So it gets a little confusing. I always feel bad getting excited about (laughs) stuff like this. (laughs) No, that's okay. No, that's okay. Um, I just have a hard time like portraying it sometimes because there's so many like little pieces. I feel like it gets really confusing and messy. So. He adopted me. My dad really wasn't in the picture. I think I met my dad when I was, I want to say seven. So then my little brother was born around that time. So did you grow up knowing that your stepdad wasn't your dad? Yes. You did? Kind of. They got divorced when I was younger as well. So like they weren't married for too long. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I was young. So we just, we just moved around a lot. My mom never really held like a job. Okay. She did like little things here and there. Like she was, the one thing I can remember is that she was a substitute teacher. Oh. So she worked, you know, different schools. Um, I don't really ever remember what she did, to be honest. Okay. So, oh, okay. So moving around. Yes. So then we moved to Foley when I was in sixth grade. Okay. So at this point, she's divorced, not seeing any of our dads, but she's met a new man in Foley. So we moved to Foley, go to school there, just living our lives. And that's kind of when the problem started. Um, She started using drugs pretty heavily. Okay. And, oh gosh, this is like weird to talk about all of a sudden. Um, So... Yeah, it was just a really bad time in our lives when we were there. This man was not nice. There was multiple times when, like, guns would come into play and he would, like, threaten to, like, kill her. Like, it was very traumatic. I think that's kind of when my whole trauma story kind of started. Okay. So, eventually, we moved out of his house and into, like, an apartment in Foley. And... My mom just kind of wasn't really around. We made friends with, like, um, the people who lived in the apartment building. Like, the older people would kind of, like, take care of us. Yeah, she just slept all the time. And now I know that, like, that's when the drugs kind of got bad. Okay. Um, She always dabbled in, like, drinking and stuff. But, like, nothing, it was nothing like this. You know, nothing that really affected her parenting, like this was so did you see did you ever see her using she was on pills okay it was oxycodone Mm. and one of my chores when we lived at this house with the boyfriend was dishes and they would always bring down spoons with like orange like powdery mess all like in it it was so gross and they just said it was medicine which i mean it was you know yeah he suffered with back pain and stuff so he was like actually getting it prescribed but they were obviously abusing it 
And I think the most messed up thing happened to my little sister at that point. They um, showed her how to shoot it up because she was going to the doctor and she was afraid to get shots. So they were like, well, it's not that bad. Like here, we're just going to do it for you right here. And they showed her and it's just so messed up. And like her and I don't really talk about it. Like on themselves? they Yes, did not okay. on her. Okay. Oh my gosh. At least I hope. I mean, I don't think so. You but. know what I mean? Like you never know because if, they, if they're like, oh, as long as we don't put something in it, then we can just yeah. stab our daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just such a messed up time in our lives. And I think some of my family was aware, but I'm not sure to like what extent they knew. Cause I mean, we were young. I was like 10, 11 yeah. when all this was going down. So, so yeah, we move into the apartment. She's just not around, just laying around a lot. Um, there was a couple instances where like police would come to our door and we just have to be like super quiet. I, to this day, I don't know like what was going on. Um, there was a weekend where me, I was left in charge of my two younger siblings for a whole weekend. Cause she, she told us that she had to go to like a sleep study to get her snoring in check, which was like legit, you know, she, she did snore, but now I know that it was cause she went to jail. Oh, wow. For what? I don't know. Cause again, those are just things that I've never really talk to my family about and sure. since she was like single like I don't have like a father oh. figure to like ask you know it's just like uncomfortable I guess to talk to other family members about that but yeah it's so, like a lot of unanswered questions but I guess the main things were just that I mean the drugs were a huge issue and um so she actually did pass away in Foley she got in a car accident which I can only imagine happened because she was on drugs and not realizing what was going on on the road. How old were you when that happened? 12. Fuck. Yeah. So I was 12. Um, it was the day before my little brother's fifth birthday. Apparently she was going to the store to uh, get stuff ready for his birthday party Trying to cross an intersection, didn't see a truck coming, and that was that. I mean, that one inter- there's that one intersection in Foley that like still terrifies me now. I wonder if it's the same one. It was. It's on Highway 25. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. I mean, people just get. I actually can't drive on 25 anymore. I like completely it, understand. It's it's just such a weird feeling to be. Even in Foley, like Foley in general, I just have like horrible memories from such so just like a whole thing. So where did you guys go after your... So now here's the other like <laughs> big event that happened. Actually, before, before you say that, so you were at home with your brother and sister? Okay, so no. How this went down was that we had visitation rights with my sister's dad or my stepdad Okay. at the time. So he was in town and we were celebrating like Christmas. It was like, it was December 9th was the date. Um, so we were actually with him and his family when that happened. My brother was actually left at home by himself at four years old. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
because he was sleeping and she didn't want to take him with. But like, thank God. Yeah. She did because I can only imagine. Like, did someone bring your brother to you or do you remember going home with somebody? Okay. So uh, we were with my sister's dad overnight. Okay. So the next morning was my brother's birthday. And basically things were just super weird that morning. All the adults were talking and they weren't really including my sister and I and we're like, what's happening? Like, we just feel so uncomfortable in this house that we didn't really know. We weren't close with him and we weren't close with his family at all. So the whole thing was very uncomfortable. And then he said he was going to bring us to our aunt's house, my mom's sister, for my brother's birthday. And we're like, okay, like this is super weird, like... And we had never seen, we haven't seen my aunt in a long time. So that was even more weird. We're like, okay, why are we going to her house? Like, why are we having a birthday party at her house of all people? So we get there and my whole family is there. My grandma, my aunts and uncles, my, I don't think my older sister was there. My co- Some of my cousins were there. It was just like, whatever. And they're like, okay, well come into the living room like we have something to talk to you about and at this point my sister and I were just like like shaken like we're we had so much anxiety like everyone was being super weird and then yeah they told us my mom was no longer with us and my aunt lived across the river from the hospital oh okay so I just kept asking if we could go see her. I'm like, she's got to be at this hospital, right? Like, we're right here, like, just looking at this hospital, thinking my mom's got to be there. But that feeling will never, like, I will never forget those feelings of just finding out my mom was no longer with us and just that sunken feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So where was your older sister at this point? Um, She lived with her dad up north um, in like the Chisholm, Virginia area, just up there somewhere. So (laughs) like, do you remember like, were were you like, did you take on that role of like consoling your your siblings or were there grownups around to to help all of you? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, because sometimes that responsibility for whatever reason is like pushed on to. Yeah. Whoever is now considered the head of the household. Yeah. You know, I've never actually thought about that. But I think in a way I definitely did. Yeah. Um, Being that it was my brother's birthday, specifically that day, was really hard, I remember. Um, Just making sure that he wasn't sad. You know, that was his birthday. And I think we were all kind of on that same page, too. Everybody who was there kind of just made sure that he had a good birthday. So that question kind of ties into like what happened to us after that. Okay. So since we didn't have the same dads, that was a big thing was that we all needed to kind of stick together. We all grew up together. We all wanted to stay together. You know, we were all young. So finding a family member who would take all three of us was kind of difficult. So that aunt's house who... We were at, she actually took us in, but it wasn't the ideal situation for us. Um, So this is kind of where I'm going to choose my words wisely. I was going to say, this is where the protecting comes in. And this is where I, I, 
again, I, I will always say this for people because um, whatever your relationship is now with this person, what you're describing is how like you shouldn't continue to neglect and feel like you have to protect anything because you're always going to have anxiety when you think about that shit. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that, like, I mean, my parents have heard me say my shit and I know they don't particularly like it, but I don't n- know that I would be able to communicate with people the way that I do if I wasn't as like open and honest. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I, Well, and kind of like what I was saying earlier, like it's my story and this is how it's affected my life, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, it's no secret. Okay. Ah, I don't want to use this word. Okay. But when I do tell my story, I do use the word abuse. Yeah. I There was a lot of emotional and verbal abuse that happened. And I mean, that's just as, I mean, it is what it is. So we kind of went through those motions as you will. Yeah. Um, but when I was 17, I kind of had enough of it and I felt like I needed to stand my ground. And that's kind of when I started reaching out to other family members about what was happening in that house and kind of got out of that situation. And so, I mean, that's kind of where my other family comes into play now because then they all found out about it, took us out of the house, but it also went to the courts And I think that's where it kind of hurt my aunt because it was labeled as abuse. Okay. Um, So kind of fast forward now, you know, in case she ever does hear this, like her and I do have a relationship now and I've kind of forgiven her for the things that have happened. Um, I'm definitely still working through some of that emotional trauma that occurred. And I don't think she knows that. I mean, our relationship is pretty just like straightforward right now. Yeah. You know, we don't talk about any of the stuff from the past and she's gone through her own stuff. Like she fought cancer, you know, she was on Mm -hmm. like her deathbed and she's kind of come back like a changed person. Wow. Which is amazing. And I'm super proud of her. And I mean, a lot of people would say like, why would you even like go back to having a relationship with her, but maybe deep down it was something I needed to do, you know, like kind of have that forgiveness in my heart to like move past that. I don't know. I I think something that I've noticed is like so much of the way that people treat us is based around, uh, it may not be like a full blown fear, but some type of fear and in that situation, there's got to be resentment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, however that person would normally grieve, they're not given that normal process because now they have to make sure that they're taking care of these three children. Right. And not everybody is equipped to handle that shit properly. I'm not saying. Oh, abs- no. You know, I, I actually was thinking about this when you asked me to do this podcast. I was actually kind of like in my own thoughts about how I was going to approach this story because I don't really talk about it you know I started therapy but I haven't even gotten to this kind of stuff yet and um 
now being a parent, I do realize like she probably really had a rough time. You know, I was a preteen. You can only like you have you have little preteens like. Yeah. He's been taking a lot of naps lately. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) And then a little five year old boy. I mean, my little brother had like ADHD, you know, as most boys probably do. Mm-hmm. Like lots of energy. Then you have three kids who are like grieving for their mom. Yeah. I mean, my aunt and uncle probably really had it rough. Oh, there was an uncle too. There was an uncle too. Okay. Yeah. I forgot to mention that because it's like my mom's mom. So. Oh, oh. But, you know. Your mom's sister? My mom's mom. What am I, I was saying? like, what kind of. <laughs> are they like really from Foley? Because. <laughs> Then it makes sense. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, no. Sorry, my mom's sister. Yeah, there was an uncle too. And that was like a whole nother thing as well. Like their relationship got really rocky. It still is rocky to this day. I don't really know if they're together or not, but yeah, it's wild. But no, like I just, I feel like I just understand her perspective a lot more. I don't, um, obviously appreciate the things that I went through and you know I'm working through those myself but I mean I don't want to give it like a like a pass yeah because it's not really acceptable but at the same point like I can see why those things could happen in a way yeah well I mean I'm sure you've heard me say this before but uh, stupid people lack the capacity uh, to recognize that they're stupid. Yeah. Which is saying when you're too deep into something. So for her, she was way too deep into the grieving process, trying to process, like had she raised kids before? One. One child. Yeah. Okay. My older cousin. Okay. So I mean, raising multiple children, because that's a yeah. totally different ballgame when you have multiple kids. Yes. Um. So there's all of these things that, she didn't have time to be like, oh, I'm being an asshole right now. Yeah. And I know you wouldn't say that, but yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there that some people might say that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so those people just, they're way too deep into it to realize what they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. And especially in the Midwest, there's so much passive aggressive behavior. And I feel like it's getting better. Like people are recognizing um, traits of like a child in a a troubled home or Mm -hmm. in a dangerous situation. Like there's body language, there's all these things that they can pick up on um, and try to intervene. But back then, I mean, I feel like just 10 years ago is like when it finally started to like actually change. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, yeah. So in that time, there's nobody, it's, it was just way too common for people to just be like, oof, that's a, that's a tough mom. Yeah. Rather than saying, you know, we maybe we should. See yeah, if that's she needs a good anything. point. You that know what I mean? That's a good point. Yep. And that's kind of why I think that, like, when it went to the courts, too, it was kind of hard to decipher if it was like abuse or not, too, mm. because it's such a fine line sometimes, especially when there's no like physical. Yep. Oh, yeah. Signs. That's, yeah, exactly. So, like, that whole defining what uh, verbal abuse yes is yeah yeah like people thought that that was you being weak or like not understand oh you just don't understand they're doing this because they love you yeah yeah that's that's a generation thing too for sure 
you know, and then I think, you know, since I started therapy now, I do think about like so how you, my mom you just started therapy. Yeah. Let's see. When did I start? A couple months ago. Oh, shit. I didn't realize it was like a, a recent thing. Yeah. And she, my therapist is actually already leaving. I had my last session with her like last week. So I'm already switching to a new one. She's breaking up with you. I know it was. It was like a divorce. <laughs> I was like, I was very sad. I still am kind of sad. Yeah, well, it's so fucking hard to like get a genuine relationship. Yeah, it's hard to like get into these things and then just like, you know, then you're really getting into things and then she's like, okay, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Now I have to start over. Yeah, when when your mental illness is looked at like a checklist and they're yeah. like, oh, Dr. So-and-so will be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. It's like, we talk about like how bad isolation is and how important like, strong bonds and support systems are but Mm -hmm. for some reason therapists are like yeah but you'll be fine yeah because they went to school for it so obviously that means that they know what to do or yeah no she's been great she's been so great though she's very relatable so i'm a little nervous to start a new person plus they're definitely not as attractive as your previous psychiatrist so right exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so you have to go to the court system well that takes some time so in the meantime were you still having to live with her no so we got out of there right away and i went so i'm trying to think of like what kind of happened to us in the meantime eventually i went and lived with my older sister oh wow so uh, now she's older we're seven years apart, so I think she's 34, 28. 35. How old are you? <laughs> 35. I'm 28. Oh, okay. So she's 35. Yeah. So she's your age. Almost. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I went to go live with her. She was married. She had two kids at the time. Whoa. Yeah. So I kind of like, now 17-year-old me went to go live with my sister, and... My little brother went to go live with my grandma, who also lives up in the area on the range. And then my sister actually lived with um, my uncle and my aunt up north. So my mom's brother okay, and his wife. Um, She was there for a little bit. And then, I don't know, I feel like my sister really kind of struggled um she's the middle child middle child syndrome i don't know she kind of just hey just coasted through i don't know i am a middle child yeah yeah so i don't really know so stuff was going on with her but she ended up moving to florida whoa with her dad yeah her bio dad yes okay who we were never close with like i said we just had like visitations with him every now and again and So I don't really know where that came from. Well, I kind of know where that came from, I suppose. He's very toxic. (laughs) Oh, cool. He's a very toxic person. Um, Actually, side note, because Keith reminded me of this actually the other day. He actually kidnapped us from my mom's funeral. So (laughs) he literally like, yeah, super twisted. So that's just like dabbling into his little story. So he shows up. 
I'm assuming for the funeral. Okay. So this whole time he had been living in Florida. Okay. And then he came up and we'd had our visitation with him. Remember my, we were with oh, him. Oh, this is your, okay. Yep. We were with him when my mom got in her accident. Yes. And then he must've just stuck around for the funeral. Cause I couldn't imagine it was, you know, that much longer after. And the whole funeral and everything is very not clear in my brain. Like I kind of feel like I blocked it out of my memory. Sure. Um, I don't really know what happened. We basically just got into a van with him, like this big, huge van full of like some of our stuff, like our pet hamster was even in there. So we're like, okay, like we're just supposed to go with you. Like, that's fine. You know, like we didn't know we were just kids. Well, pretty soon we're driving for like ever. We're like, well, where are we going? Well, we're going to Florida. And I'm like, we're going to Florida? <laughs> like what? Like, no, we're not. Like my family is back there. Like, what are we doing? Like just so confused. And I remember we stopped at a hotel and I just bawled my eyes out. Cause like he didn't tell us what we were doing until we were like already long gone. And I didn't have a phone, you know, I was 12 years old. Like yeah. we didn't, I don't even think, I don't even know if cell phones are really a thing. I was going to say like, I feel like some kids had like those blocky like sprint phones. Possibly. Or... <laughs> yeah. Or like the Nokia's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I just remember crying my eyes out and um, yeah, we were in Florida actually for quite some time. I feel like after that. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. So you you did go we to Florida? We went all the way to Florida. Yes. Whoa. So like all these things I feel like were just kind of blocked out of my memory until other people start talking about them. So I, my sister and my older sister was like telling Keith and I about all this stuff a couple years ago. Yeah. So like Keith knows the stories too. And I was just like, oh yeah, that did happen. Probably because it's so traumatic. Yeah. Well, you know, all these things are happening and you kind of just like when they're layered, it's hard to like your your brain does this weird thing of like if there's an overload, it's like I can't remember all of this shit. Yeah. Like usually it's like I can't remember every baseball game I went to. But if you're going yeah. through wild shit your whole life, there's no way you can remember all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So we were there for quite some time. Apparently there was like private investigators. The FBI was like involved and like it was a messy situation because technically he was our dad. Yeah. You know? Oh, wait, so is this the one that adopted you? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I know it's confusing. Sorry, but no, 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 no. It that's <laughs> not confusing. Actually, it's, terrifyingly common for shit like that to happen yeah yeah so i do remember when we were there there was like a police officer that came and like just asked us if we were safe well like yeah we're safe you know like i don't know if that was necessarily the right question to ask you like know? you're playing family feud i don't know yeah. survey says <laughs> yeah i guess we're safe i mean they were feeding us we were swimming in a pool like it's florida like i guess we're fine like we're sad as shit like our mom just died but like yeah we're we, safe <laughs> we go to school with alligators it's... <laughs> yeah well that i okay so it was december 
Okay. So they must have all been on winter break because we were looking at schools. The alligators? Yes. The alligators <laughs> um, do the opposite of hibernation. Or wait, hibernate. They would hibernate in the winter yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. But it's Florida, so it's not really. I get what you're saying though. So they're on Christmas break. Yeah. So the yeah. schools were on Christmas break, but we were like looking at schools to like start after Christmas break. So I think at the point when the cop like came to the door, like we were kind of like settling in, like we just figured that this was like our new life. And yeah. Um, so yeah, we were safe, but I don't really know. I think it must have been like court ordered that we had to like go back to Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how long, I don't know the time frames, and I don't know where we went really after that. Okay. But somehow... Yeah, he's just out of the picture now. Like our trust has totally been broken by him. We didn't care to see him anymore, which so I think that's kind of why it was like surprising that my sister went to go live with him after all this happened. Like chose on her own. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. That's what I mean. Like she was just going through some shit. Sure. But her and I like we don't really talk now. We didn't really talk then. She wasn't really a talker. I just knew that she always, she kind of always had like anxiety issues. Yeah. But I don't know. We just didn't talk about so it. So wait, how much younger is she than you? Three years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for when your memories basically start mm -hmm. for them to be that shit, mm -hmm. that's, I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, I do talk to my brother about all this stuff sometimes. And I mean, he was so young. I was going to say, what does he recall of? Really nothing. Like most of his life was growing up with like my grandma. Oh. And it's like, he's really successful now. Like he's living a really good life. Like he's engaged. He's about to get married next summer. Wow. It's like, he's living his life. I don't know if there's deeper rooted issues there. You know, I don't really talk to him about that yeah. stuff, but. It's like a Dexter situation. Yeah. Secretively. <laughs> sure he'll go off the deep end at some point no i'm just kidding <laughs> love you cole if you're listening <laughs> i'm curious too i wanted to ask before i forget um when you were going to school do you recall like did any of this affect the way that your friends treated you or that kids mm. treated you at school which part I all mean, of it <laughs> so if you think about because yeah i mean for one i was always the new girl in school okay because I moved around so much. So I kind of just got, I had gotten used to that role for one. Foley is kind of where I planted my roots. You know, when I first, I started making friends. And that's where my mom died. And I remember a lot of my friends actually came to the funeral because oh, wow. the church that it was at was like across the street from the school. So like a bunch of my friends oh, were coming that. over to say hi and... Um, that was really great. Um, so one thing when I lived with my aunt is that I wasn't really allowed to have a social life. So like I was never really allowed to have friends. I kind of, it was always like implanted in my head that like I didn't need friends or like I wasn't good enough to have friends kind of a thing. Like, I don't know. It was a strange very strange thing. Was, were there expectations like academically? Not particularly, okay. but I never really struggled either. 
Oh, okay. Um, I kind of just used school like that was like my hobby, I guess. Like that's just kind of what I did to like take my mind off things. Like I just did my shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would have friends like ask to hang out, you know, during those times, seventh, eighth grade or whatever, and I just wasn't allowed to. And then actually they were very religious. So then you have like the whole church aspect. Mm-hmm. And I was going to church. Sundays and Wednesdays going to like youth group on Wednesdays and that's probably what like saved my life because I was I remember being super depressed during those times I'm getting yeah. totally off your no, question, no 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 but this is perfect okay. because I was gonna say with the religious stuff it's it was, it's kind of ironic because community is such a huge thing mm-hmm. um in in most uh churches most towns um, yeah but she did let you go to youth group. Yes. Okay. Which is also where I learned to smoke cigarettes. Ah, always. All the good stuff. So I'm like, not sure youth group was really the greatest place for me to go. But also it was such a good place for me to be as mm-hmm. well. Because that was the only place I was allowed to be. Yeah. So, you know, saved my life. Probably I was just very depressed as you can imagine. Yeah, I mean, so knowing, and I mean, yes, this, it's funny because this is actually good. I want to sit in, in this little bubble for a second. Sure. Because um, did you recognize that what was happening is that your mom was using substances or like, because I'm always curious as to like what kids viewpoint of drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. is yeah when they know that this other stuff was going on okay so for one when i think back to my mom i just remember thinking she was depressed hmm. i remember knowing that she was taking like zoloft Oof. so i remember just knowing that she was depressed so i think Maybe in my mind when she was sleeping all the time and stuff, I just kind of thought she's just sad, you know, and she used to say things like she didn't feel like she was good enough. You know, she would ask me if she, I thought she was a good mom. And the thing about all of that, too, is that throughout everything, my mom's love was so strong through it all that, like, I knew that she loved us and I thought she was the best mom ever. Yeah. Because I think about this stuff now as a parent and I get so down on myself about parenting, which is like a whole nother thing as well. But, you know, and I think about the things that I went through as a kid and the things my mom was actually doing, but I still thought she was just the best through everything, which is so cool. I think the... Because now I yell once and I'm like, oh, you're fine. (laughs) It's nothing like I grew up with. The, the, you, family members, you, you know when they're sad, you know when they're upset and all mm-hmm. those things. So you know when, like, in those moments when she's asking, am I a good mom? It's those, you know, her head is above water for a second and yeah. realizing what's going on around her. And as long as you guys think that she's doing a good job, then that's all that matters. Yeah. And man, it's, that's so tough though, because it's so much to put on a child. 
Yeah. When you're a parent with an addiction, yeah. like I've, I, yeah, I talk about that. Like I, and that's another reason why I, I hope that Landon and Layla don't feel like they have to protect me because that's what I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I failed in that regard, then whatever they need to do to process, because I related so much when you were talking about like, uh, mom sleeping all the time and, and cops showing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, unfortunately Landon has seen that. And, um, he and it's not like I could be like, oh, he's young enough to where he's not gonna remember that stuff. It's it's in there. I right. know it's gonna be there. And as sweet of a kid as he is, I have no idea what it's gonna look like when when he gets older. Well, and that's the great thing too is that you're still here to like talk to him about it, though. You know, like what I would do to like have my mom here, so I could like talk through those things with her, or like see her come out on the other end. You know, like what a cool thing for your kids to be able to see, you know, they get to see you like thrive now and do things like this and help other people through their shit. Like, that's pretty cool. I know. Fuck. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> ah, that's like the number one thing that always gets me is when I, when oh. I think about them. Um, But yeah, I just... So I think I'm projecting when I try to get people to like, now that I'm saying this stuff, like I think that I'm just, I see my kids in these stories that I hear and I want to be like, no, 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 no. We as adults had our role. And if, you know, we needed help along the way that shouldn't have to come from you guys. Right. Like there's, it. that's just too much fucking responsibility. So when I hear that stuff, I still feel like I see the kid in that situation. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, I mean, I turned out okay. Yes. <laughs> I think so. I th- you're- but there's so many things that, like people are so open about those things now too. And just talking about it, I feel like helps. And I mean, I guess nobody really talked to me about it until I was in my adult life. Yeah. Well, you know? everybody's too scared to. Yeah. It is kind of a tiptoey. I found that like what seems to be common is people question their own situation. Mm. And if they can't imagine, like if they're like, oh, there's no way I could handle that. Then the more that they dig into it, it's like the more that they're like, there's an anxiety on their end that they're like, I don't know. You want to go to a movie or like, let's do literally anything else, but talk about what's important to you. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. That's and I mean that's another reason why like I mean Kim is getting sick of it because <laughs> I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah. But I mean it's why we do this shit. It's Yeah. Like when we're not podcasting we're the same same people. Like we still will n- embellish on the stuff that we've been through to make sure that you know because her situation with her parents wasn't great either. Mhm. And I, you know, event, I'm glad that like she was, she, she didn't end up on here, but the fact that she was willing to do it. She didn't end up on here. (laughs) Well, I mean, that sounds weird. So for the listeners, like she was, 
she was thinking about coming on and we were going to sure. have it be the three of us. No, it just um, sounded funny. Like she didn't end yeah, up here. No, no, no. I know. As I was saying, <laughs> it's like, yeah. But the fact that she was willing to do it is big because I do want to have her come on here. I think it'd be fun to have her sit in because she has the professional aspect of it. Absolutely. It's like, like we were talking about before, like I'm way too invested. Like I, I I can't just be like, "Mm, yeah, that must be hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can't do that. I have to be like, no, you fucking be angry and yeah. Rah, 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 all over the place. And let's, you know, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So Kim helps in that regard. But yeah. yeah, I think it'd be fucking awesome for her to to be on here. Yeah. Um for sure. Okay. So so <laughs> Oh, we were talking about your view on uh substances. Mhm. And so like you started smoking cigarettes when you were how old? Mm, must've been around 17. Okay. And did you, did you, did it ever cross your mind? Cause like my parents used to tell us that all of my uncles were addicts and had been through rehab mm. before they were 21. So okay. like we'd always heard it, but we'd never, we didn't know what addiction looked like. Yeah. Like, do you remember having that thought cross your mind or like, did anybody try to convey that to you? Um, nobody really knew I smoked for one. So I don't think anybody ever really knew. Oh, let me rephrase But it. I mean, yes. I mean, I've always, I always grew up um, hearing that um, my family has an addictive personality okay, and things okay. like that. Um, my grandpa was an alcoholic. And from what I hear, like abusive as well. Like you just get angry and. Nasty. Yeah. You know, just your typical angry drunk. Yeah. Was he also from Foley? No, no, I think, oh my gosh, I don't know really anything about him. Um, the range, he was a ranger. Oh, okay. So even better. <laughs> Just drinking by himself in yeah, the woods. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just, that's what I heard but when it, I was younger. But so does it sound like it was similar where you're like, yeah, but I don't really... I don't feel like an addict or. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Or like, I'm going to be like the, the changer of the fan. Like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to partake. I don't know. Yeah. It ends with me. Yes. That kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, so you, you didn't go to like, there wasn't court ordered therapy or anything. After my mom died. Yeah. There was. Okay. Um, I didn't care for it never was able to like find a therapist who like understood or like that I connected with. So like my views on therapy were very not good. Yeah. You know, I didn't really get much out of therapy at the time. So, so there's no like proper outlet for like processing what the fuck has happened in your life. Yeah. Um, you're isolated. And then, yeah, the and like most teens were like, yeah, I'm not gonna be an addict, so I can mm-hmm. I can do this stuff because yeah. I'm not gonna let it control my life. Like, yeah, do you recall like at any point did did you start to use substance to escape some of that shit, like anxieties or anything? Um, yeah. So after I moved in with my sister, it was kind of when I just started partying. 
so at like 17 in high school, continued to smoke cigarettes and um, I didn't really care for smoking weed at all. Um, but yeah, a lot of drinking. So that was kind of like senior year and then after. So that's, that was like my whole after high school was like drinking and partying. And my friend and I got an apartment together and just partied, dropped out of college. Oh. And then, cause I started college after high school. Okay. But it wasn't for me. Just wanted to party and work. I was working like three jobs at one point. Holy shit. Yeah. Where? So where did you get an apartment at? This was in Hibbing. Oh my God. Yeah. So. That's like alcoholism runs in the streams up there. It like. does. <laughs> it does. So yeah. So then just partied, met a boyfriend, dated him for a while. We decided to move to St. Cloud. So I moved back to St. Cloud. My dad was actually kind of in the picture now. Oh. Like, my, okay, so after my mom died, my dad was in the picture quite a bit, my biological dad. Okay. And him and I were able to kind of get closer after that. Um, so, let's see. So. I'm curious, too, like, when, because it goes either one of two ways, we're like, they're viewed as more of like a family member than a mm-hmm. parental figure. Right. Or it's very like anti, like they try to give advice and you're like, what the fuck do you know? Yeah. Like, so wh- that's kind of where I was at. I feel like, okay. Um, in like my high school state of mind, you know, I was kind of like, well, what does your opinion matter? Um, however, he did convince me to go back to college in mm. St. Cloud because he would help me pay for like my car insurance and my cell phone bill and stuff. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a great deal. (laughs) So yeah, he kind of bribed me and we laugh about it now because it was probably the best decision I could have ever made. Oh, wow. And now fasting, fasting forward. Yeah. Fasting. (laughs) Is it Ramadan? (laughs) Fasting forward. Um, Him and I are actually very close now. Oh, wow. So we actually have like a very open relationship about like mental health and we talk about all sorts of deep shit all the time. It's really awesome. So I've kind of, our relationship has definitely like been on a good incline, I would say from like not really knowing him to like kind of resenting him to now just having like a nice open relationship. Wow. Yeah. So he's met the grandkids. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. He's a good grandpa. He travels for work, so he's not like around a lot. Okay. But when he is, it's it's fun. It's a good time. That's really interesting. Yeah. Very interesting dynamic, I would say. So was was there a point in like the party stage where like you either get tired Mm -hmm. or there's an event where you're like, whoo. Yeah, so pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, like, I mean, Keith would probably tell you, like, my drinking definitely has been out of hand, you know, before. Like, especially when I went through my breakup and before, like, I met him. Mm. I was partying quite hard again. I don't really talk about this. This is interesting. So the the relationship that you had before 
um, be, were, was he going to school as well? No, he was a POS. It's kind of what I figured. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't really care, but from, he's from, like a wannabe rapper. <laughs> like he's just like a whole, whole vibe. On hold his own. Like, on. <laughs> Does he want to make music? Because <laughs> don't even, don't, I, if you want to make music, I will hook you up with some other people that are probably a lot better. <laughs> like Keith. Like Keith. Who knows how to play guitar. Yes, he dabbles. He's That's also my word my today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So I heard that in your podcast. <laughs> and when you were telling the story, you didn't say his name. But you could tell. But I was like, oh, that's Keith for sure. Like running up like, oh, I want to see. <laughs> I was like, that's so Keith. Funny. But yeah, anyway. So. Yeah. So my ex was a pile of poop. And. We're saying fuck and I all know. these things. And now it's and a now, poop. Well, I just, I don't know. I don't want to talk bad. I don't know. What? Okay. It's like a name calling, but I mean, okay. The the reason that I was asking that is because uh, I mean from a somebody who I mean, I part of why I gravitated towards Kim was because there was a sense of stability. Mm-hmm. She had a plan, there was nursing school, there was all these things. Like she would talk about what their salaries are and and all of these things. So like there's this like sense of, oh, you got this. So yeah. I'll just lean on you and sure. I'll do this shit over here. You know what I mean? Like, sure. So taking advantage. Interesting. For sure. So I I say that because I, I, I used to call myself a piece of shit all the time. Yeah. And it's because somebody would say something. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like well, that too. It's interesting that you say that you kind of like leaned on her and stuff because I feel like in a way I've kind of used Keith in that aspect because he doesn't drink and he doesn't, you know, do anything. He just kind of, he's just so chill and just does like I've leaned on him, you know, yeah, during my partying phases, but you know, in, 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 in the way that I'm talking about it with your, your, your oh, my ex, ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is in the sense oh, of like. Oh, right. That's what I mean. What's up, dude? Hi. You want to come over here? No, I didn't, mommy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, sit in your chair. Go ahead. But yeah, in, in the sense of like, like, did he work? Um, yeah, he did like restaurant jobs. Okay. Like. There was no leaning on him for anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was more of his. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that like he was probably leaning on me for that. Sure. Okay. And kind of like drug me down with him. Yes. And Okay. That's usually what happens because yeah. you seem to. Oh, dude, they're, they're so smart. They know what they're doing. They've got this plan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just take advantage. You want to come up use this one? <laughs> He's, so He's like, no, you guys are done now. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, he's trying to tell us that we're done. That's so funny because that's so smart to be like, if I get the mics away from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you. He'll do that at home. He'll grab people's shoes and give them to them. Yeah. <laughs> and like people think he's being cute and i'm like no he's telling you to leave (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so that's that's more okay. the connection that I was yes, making. got it. Because what you're talking about with Keith is a healthy thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because there's there's I mean, we give can talk and take. about the healthy things too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You all tangled up there. Yeah, I'm just like stretching my legs now. <laughs> I'm getting real comfy. <laughs> um. So I mean, there's so much. You're one of the guests that's going to have to come back for sure. I mean, I know there's so much. I feel oh, we've like... only recorded for an hour. I know. If you didn't have responsibilities, I'd go so much deeper. (laughs) Dang responsibilities. Okay. So. Oliver will make music with you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what, like, what have you taken away from the therapist that you were seeing so basically, um, with my therapist now, I've just been kind of trying to get through my postpartum stuff. So I haven't really gotten into my trauma necessarily. Okay. Um, the one thing that she did mention, though, about like my living situations is that with my mom, it was such like an unstable environment and there was like really no rules. Like we kind of just did whatever we wanted to going to living with my aunt who is very strict oh. in that. So I don't recall what, you know, the situation was that she like compared the two or like put the two together, but it was kind of an interesting thing to realize that. Yeah. Those two, extre- the two extremes yeah. there and you're still developing. Yeah. I mean, as parents now we know that routine is like super important yeah. so you're disrupting that routine that- I think it was basically just related to like my anxiety because I really struggle with anxiety now um depression obviously runs in my family but I don't really like I get depressed but it's more of like I get so anxious that it puts me into like a depressive state mm. yeah where, where like I've had thoughts like well, if I have to live this anxiously, like I don't want to live at all kind of a thing. So that's probably what the two relations were. But yeah, the like the correlation between anxiety and depression, like this anxiety that you're not going to be able to get X, Y, Z done or live up to these expectations. Mm-hmm. And then that turns into this time lapse. And then this moment passes and you're like, holy fuck, I can't believe I didn't do this. or I. I'm this age now and this hasn't happened. Yeah. So, I mean, completely. I mean, I'm look, I'm a teenager at the age of 34, basically. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I, yeah. But I mean, medication and the combination of therapy, like there's people who try to get off meds because they're like, "Ah, I don't feel like myself. It's like, (laughs) what you have to do though is like, Medication is a small part of it. Yeah. It, it's like um, not drinking. Mm-hmm. Like you could not drink, but that doesn't mean that you're like, like in a truly sober state of mind. Sure. Like if you're just, if you're not drinking and you're like constantly thinking about how, ah, I'm not drinking. I can't have a drink. Ah, this fucking sucks. Yeah. What's the point of sobriety? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to medication, if you take a pill and those around you just expect you to be better magically. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, it's not doing shit. 
Yeah. If anything, I feel like numb or. You know, it's really sad. The lack of education, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I learned in nursing school is about education on everything. You know, that's like the number one thing we have to do as nurses. But there's also like, I think within the nursing field, it's like, well, who's going to give this education now? Is it Mm. the nurse? Is it the doctor who's, you know, telling you you need this medication? Is it your therapist? Is it the pharmacist? Like, you know, there's all these people who play a role in the medication that's given. It's like, whose job is it? So that's one thing that I've learned in nursing. But um, yeah, I wasn't really educated when I started medications. It was kind of just like, well, what do you think you should be on? And I'm like, well, I don't know. That's kind of your job. (laughs) It's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it sucks that that still happens because yeah. there's this, I don't know, like I mean, the, like you were describing, everything that you were saying f- from being on a mental health unit, what I see is somebody passing your well-being off to somebody else mm-hmm. and just assuming that they're going to take care of it, Yeah, which is nuts Yeah, because the doctor will go, okay. Check up on you in six months. Yeah. Hopefully you're still alive and uh, <laughs> we'll fucking go over it then. Yeah. Like I told my doc, my like primary doctor that I was like trying to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And I asked if there was any medication. And uh, she was like, you an alcoholic? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. She was like, Gosh. how often are you drinking? And I told her um, and she was like, okay, you going through withdrawals right now? And I'm like, yeah, probably. She's like, mm. okay, well, do this, this, this. Rather than being like, hey, let's get you some resources. And it's just, uh. it's so sad. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that would be like a whole conversation right now about, you know, people's int- intentions yeah. in that field. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I, after I had Oliver, I struggled with like postpartum depression. And so I went in when he was about six months old and I've always been like afraid of being labeled. Like I never wanted like a diagnosis. Like I never wanted depression or anxiety, like God forbid. Right. So I finally like got the courage to get help and went to the clinic and I was late to my appointment. For one, I have a six month old, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can never get out of the house on time Two. I, part of me really didn't want to go, you know, like it was a struggle just to get my, just to get going, just to make the appointment in general. And I get there and I'm late and I just got reamed from this nurse and she's like, oh, you're late. Well, next time you're late, you need to call because this is just unacceptable. I have other patients that I need to room. And I'm like, cry. I started bawling. And she's like, the doctor will be in to see you. And I'm like, oh my Holy shit. It was a whole thing. I was like, so you know when you get those surveys in the mail after your appointment? I usually don't fill them out, but let me tell you, I filled that one out. And I was like, it was terrible. Dude, that's so funny. I, I, it's a weird feeling to be like, I wish that happened to me. Yeah. Because every time that I see that happen, I like, like call it out. I have to, I, cause I, I had, like Kim obviously is not shitty to patients. Yeah. But if I catch even a hint of like, because everybody complains about their job, but I yeah. to make sure that she doesn't look at somebody as a time slot. Yeah. 
this is this is a human being with a yes. real problem. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we're talking about them in a way that we know that they're still a human being. So yeah, when shit Maybe like that is Maybe you need to go ha- to nursing school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to just be some asshole that just hangs out in the <laughs> lobby like, hey, no. Yes. <laughs> You'd probably get kicked out. Like though. a referee, like throwing <laughs> flags and shit. Yes. No, I do, I, I do that all. Even, even when I was on a mental health unit, yeah. I was coaching nurses to be like, hey, did you notice that that kind of escalated that person's situation? Did they kind of shrug you off or did they like, no, were they, they were, receptive? Yeah. They were like, oh, oh, you think so? And yeah, but, but that's bad. That's like yeah. my codependency being like, I know what to do. Yeah. Which is, I've accepted certain aspects of my codependency and I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Most of the time it helps people. So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's recognizing cause Sometimes it ruins relationships. So I have to be like, maybe don't like try to do self-righteous bullshit to your friends. All that to say. <laughs> the So you're basically put on medication because it sounds like a good idea? Me With personally? The, yeah. Um. No. So, well, initially I was. Th- yeah, that's more what I meant. Sorry. Initially I was put on Zoloft. Okay. So after that appointment... Which, how funny is that side effect where they're like, if you have thoughts of suicide, why am I taking this then? I know. Literally. (laughs) But then I did. I did have suicidal thoughts on Zoloft. So then it was like terrifying and I wanted to get off and then I got pregnant with Lincoln anyway. So I didn't really want to be on it in the first place. Um, They should start calling it suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Have you had bad experiences with Zoloft? Is that why you keep... Okay. Well, and... It shouldn't be this common. Yeah. I, it, I shouldn't be like making jokes about it because I know yeah. you're going to say, yeah, I did have suicidal thoughts. Like, yeah. That shit shouldn't be on the market then. Yeah. But, sorry. Well, and that's like the number one prescribed. I know. And that and they prescribe it to me too because that's what my mom was taking, you know? So it's like I have that history. So they're like, okay, Zoloft for you. <laughs> Zoloft for you. Zoloft for you. But now um, I did have a friend who is on Lexapro. Ah. And so that's what I'm on now. I am also on Lexapro. Lexapros. What's up, dude? Yes. <laughs> Love it. No, I I do like Lexapro. Same. It's great. But again, it goes back to that understanding like what's really going on. Yeah. Like from like we didn't I mean I did I'm obviously I've always been like my jokey saying weird shit self, but yeah. like I've noticed a stronger connection with you like once um, like the sobriety stuff started mm-hmm. happening and like being super open about mental health stuff is because mm-hmm. so like I love talking mental health. Yeah. it's Like I literally love it. I could talk about mental health forever. Same. It's very intriguing to me. Don't mind me. I'm just going to say, could you not eat your <laughs> asshole while you're. <laughs> you can do anything else in this, but do not itch your butt. Um. So, God, let's here. Let's save the postpartum stuff. Yeah, because I definitely do want to talk about that. But I want to finish up with. So, when you look back on your childhood as a whole, mm-hmm. do you feel that that has helped you? Like, do you consider yourself like 
an empath or like oh for sure okay so have you utilized like the stuff that you went through to help others um in a way I mean I feel like that's kind of what drew me to nursing in the first place um I haven't really worked as a nurse other than the nursing home but I feel like my potential is there dude nursing home nursing is so I I've been especially the last year it's like mm-hmm. if people are considering mental health like go to a nursing home because it's a perfect like it's a petri dish of like watching not in every case but there are certain cases where you get to watch the whole follow through yeah. whereas if you're like a nurse in an ER that's true you don't get to see the progression that's very true so sorry it's but, definitely more difficult with the elderly though. Mm. Because sure. you have to watch them go as well, yeah. which is fucking awful. Yeah. There was one time we took a lady off of all of her meds. Did you just say all of her? All of her meds. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All of her meds. So we took her, all of her psych meds away to watch her go down, but then to also like kind of like reboot her in a way oh okay to like start her up on a lower dose yeah to see what was actually being effective that was a nightmare so rough nightmare so many behaviors yeah yeah i mean it's yeah that's that's a tough one yeah um but so i mean like do yeah sorry i forgot the question no 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 that's okay because that still kind of answers the question um, because that gives you a level of understanding because you've seen so many different home lives mm-hmm. and, and situations. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Having all these different environments, um, that you can reflect back on to relate to people. And, um, but more so like, do you feel like you were more reserved for the most part then? Like, cause I, I guess before you were saying not a lot of people talk to you about this stuff. Yeah. So have there been people that you opened up to because they were going through something tough? Not that I can like really recall or like put a situation to. Okay. But I'm sure there have been instances. I feel like right now I'm so secluded. Oh, with yeah. my Like in my current state, like being a stay-at-home mom, kind of just like doing that whole thing. And mm-hmm. obviously with COVID, I don't know. It just this experience hasn't like came up recently. Sure, I suppose. Okay, it's nothing that I can remember. Because I, I, I'm always curious about that too. Like I, I recognize now that like the reason why I was doing it when I was growing up is because there's that codependency thing that I was talking mm-hmm. about. Um, but like, how kids of I I hate to say broken homes, but mm-hmm. like kids of broken homes how they treat other people yeah and it's always fascinating most of the time they're generally kind to other people and seem to be more understanding i mean i think i'm a pretty kind person i think i'm a really good listener too yes i do really pride myself in that i will sit and listen to you forever and just like let you talk my ear off I don't know. It I is, think it's surprise. It. You always surprise me with like the thing that you remember and I'll be like, oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah. And- <laughs> For sure. Yeah. That's, that's, I definitely noticed that about you. I mean, so for people who are, I mean, 
I don't even know how to word this in your situation because you're still processing and, mm-hmm. and like just finally starting to yeah. gain some ground on that stuff. What what things are you looking forward to in this process of like starting to address your traumas and like what goals do you have? Um, I think a lot of my goals are a lot just coping mechanisms and trying to kind of like rewire my brain in a sense. It's mostly just um, anxiety related, I feel like, for myself. I'm so distracted by him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Keep going. You were saying something about coping mechanisms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mostly my goals are just working through my anxiety. So like learning my coping mechanisms, trying not to become my past. So like not becoming my mom, not becoming my aunt, just kind of like figuring shit out. I don't know. Realizing like that I don't have to be my past, you know? Yeah. And it's so hard as a parent because I see those things come out sometimes. Like my whole Howard side, we're all yellers. We're all loud as shit. So like, but like Keith is so quiet. So like when I yell, like it doesn't take much for me to like get loud. Yeah. So like, but I want to stop. Like I don't want to be that person. and I don't want to like put fear into my children from my oh. booming voice. You know, I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think I need to realize, like, it's just so hard because we talk trauma, right? And it's like, you don't want to give your your kids trauma. Right. So just working through that and like being okay with who I am as a parent, who I am as a person and just kind of going through all those realizations. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to, like I said, you absolutely have to come back for round two. We're going to do it on a day when I don't work so that this is a little easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds good. But yeah, because I definitely want to dive into the the postpartum side of things and there's a lot more that I want to know about you. So, um, but freaking thank you so much for being willing to come on. I know it's not easy. It's not it's fun, but yeah. hopefully I hope that like Oliver coming in and out kind of made it a little easier. Cause it's yeah. like, feels like we're just hanging out, which we are. <laughs> we are. It's cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you again. Yeah, so thank much. you. Uh, <laughs> do you want to plug like your website or do- <laughs> Do you have any dates coming up? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, thank you guys for (laughs) listening. And as always, be well to yourselves. Mm